What up, though? What up, though? Man. Back again. <sighs> Dog, fuck summer, man. <laughs> I just got to get that out of my system. Uh, why you feel like that? Because I'm, I'll get to it anyway. <laughs> All right. Uh, we are back for a new and improved episode of the Mental Matters Podcast. Yep. Here's to redefine what man up means properly for the culture. Mm-hmm. Rich is reporting. Jarrell is here once again. Yeah. Richard hasn't uh, kicked me out yet. Yeah, well, <laughs> that's because you paid me to not kick you out. So I appreciate that. You <laughs> paid me in chicken. Episode 32. Episode, damn, it is 32. Yeah. It's been too fucking long. Rip man. Hamilton edition. Right? Yes. <laughs> damn. See, yeah. it was oh, sloppy. Yeah. Okay. All right. We got ripped. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Shaq Diesel, the first time. Yeah, and in Miami, one. right? Yeah. Yeah. That's fuck, That's messed up. I remember the Orlando, but I forgot the Miami. Yeah. And he actually won in Miami. He didn't win in Orlando. Yeah, he got too close and failed in Orlando, though. Yeah. Ran to them Bulls, man. Who else is 32? Magic, man. Of course. Magic Johnson. Only 32 that probably mattered of all of them, actually. Yeah, he achieved the most. Yeah. Shaq was my favorite, though, out of, out of the three that we mentioned so far. Really? I love Rip too. The city, you know, Detroit pisses everything. But You've been like a low key got- <laughs> Detroit trader, like Mr. Eastside himself. I just don't know if I trust you no more. <laughs> you shouldn't say that. Nah, it's it's not like that. You prefer a Lakers legend over a hometown like favorite. Like I have more favorite Shaq nope. highlights than Rip highlights. I'll say. So that's why. And I was like, I was always the bigger person on the court. So it's like my game never translated as Rip. My game always translated as Shaq. Let this be noted. August 17th. 17th. Like 353. 452. 452, yeah. Jarrell can't be trusted. <laughs> As of that <laughs> moment, it's bad enough you got this whole Golden State thing, but now nah, you on some bullshit. I don't nah, know, man. man. Yep. I've been with the Detroit and the Bay as cousins. Like, the great no. E40 said it himself. Mm. So it's like, you Who? know. E40. 40 water. Charlie Mr. Hustle. Sprinkle? Yeah, whatever. Yeah. Whatever. E40 I'm a hater dope. today. E40 dope, man. Mm. You probably listen to his latest release, have you? Nope. Okay. Mm-mm. All right. Jesus Christ had dreads, so shake him. You know, you got dreads right now. So. Man. <laughs> I felt that shit coming. I hate you. <laughs> <laughs> Who we got, man? Who was 32, man? Last chance. 32, 32. I'm trying to go through with my head. You got the mm. famous ones. Mm. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm thinking like, you know, I can't think of one. Mm-mm. Ray Allen was 34 in Milwaukee. He won 32. Mm-hmm. He's 34 all his whole life, man. Yeah. No matter where you went. Uh, Save it for 34, man. Carl Malone? Oh, he's 34. No, he's 32. 32. I got Malone, man. That's I'm about school. it. That's all I can think of. Barkley was 34. Yeah. Decide, no, you're not Detroit. I'm not Detroit. Blake Griffin before he came to the Pistons. <laughs> <laughs> nah, he was, 30, he was 34, wasn't he? He wasn't 32 big dog. I wasn't a Clippers fan. I was, I was a big I wasn't a Clippers fan. I just know my Pistons. Oh, okay. Well, he wasn't a Piston then, so I shouldn't be held. He's to a that. Piston. Now he is. Exactly. He's 23 now. Why couldn't he wear 32? Because of Rip. Exactly. Yeah. Boom. And I had Rip, so I'm good. I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't be held by that old standard. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so we are back <laughs> for another episode. Um, it's been a complete long while, so mm-hmm. we. I'll just say we apologize for a delay because it's just been it's been crazy. Mm-hmm. 
all of July and August, but a lot has happened since last time we sat with you good peoples. So, well, you want me to go through the rundown of what, what's been happening with me? Sure. Oh, I got a, <laughs> I got like one or two things. Uh, celebrated my second year of marriage. Man, congratulations, happy. bro. Thank you. It was fun. And she still likes you. Yeah, I tell her all the time, like, why you still like me? Like, don't I irritate you? Don't I talk too much? Don't I? You know, she's listen, because like, nah. I'd be thinking she about to just deck you right <laughs> in the snaz, bro. <laughs> we we'll probably deserve part part of it sometimes, but yeah. So we celebrated two years. Went to uh, Niagara Falls. That was fun. Man, too many kids though. Um, of course. I thought it was gonna be like I didn't. I didn't know it was gonna be like a like a family family getaway. You know what I mean? It's like, you gotta think it's also summertime. Yeah, you know we went what Monday through Thursday. So I'm thinking, like, okay, it'll probably be crowded, like, July, 4th of July. You know, everybody be there in July. But around August, I'm thinking, you know, they're going to be back to school. All that summer money going to be spent. Nope. Nope. <laughs> it was cool, though. I think uh, I think of it as uh, Cedar Point a la carte. That's what I'm telling everybody. Cedar Point a la carte. Yeah, because it's like you'll go there, and then it's like, oh, you can do go-karts, or you can do um, the 4D rides, or you can do, you know, they have all these different activities, but everything is a separate cost. See, I didn't do that shit at all. See the point on the cart. <laughs> I didn't do that shit at all. We went 2000 and I think it was either 17 or some shit like that. Mm-hmm. And we went and we rolled the falls and everything. Okay. But we kind of went to where those other areas was, like all the mm-hmm. entertainment yeah. plaza, basically. Yeah. Well, no, we just hung out and yeah. enjoyed each other's company. So, mm-hmm. But I'm glad that you enjoyed your anniversary, man. Yeah, that was fun. I'm glad that she still kept your ass around. <laughs> yeah, me too. Yeah, man. Other than that, you know, jerk chicken last weekend. I mean, I, I got to do another one because I'm going to fight you. I kind of overcooked it. Kind of? Like, oh, I hear you. It's go. like you was mad I came <laughs> over. Like, I was like, bro, for real? Nah. I'm going to eat it, though. Like, ate the shit out of it. I'm, I'm going to do it right. Before, I'm going to do it right before uh, Labor Day comes, before the summer ends. So, you okay. got to run that back. Yeah, yeah, you need to run that back. For sure. And I was disappointed in myself. I'm bringing people this time. All right. So that means you can't let me and people down. Right. Yeah. Well, just add on to the pressure. Why don't you? <laughs> yeah. That's all. No pressure, though. No pressure. No, no pressure, though. What about you? <sighs> I had a whole ass birthday. <laughs> <laughs> it has been a long time since we recorded. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> it's been like a month of some change, man. Yeah. Had a whole ass birthday. Uh-huh. Hit the big 3-0. Congrats. And um, had a good time. Mm-hmm. Uh, shout out to all my friends and mm-hmm. friends mm-hmm. that came out. We did this really crazy shit where I had a whole movie theater booked just to see Spider-Man on his opening weekend. Mm-hmm. So that was dope shit. Yeah. I was lit the whole day. I'm still mad I missed that. I... It's cool. You just owe me liquor now. It wasn't. It wasn't my fault. So like Richard's birthday falls within the same week as my wife's birthday. So I ended up in Vegas for her birthday. Let me get this right. I missed your birthday. Let me get this right. What's that? My birthday coincides with her birthday, and I'm older than her. No. No. Yes. Eighty nine. That's the year both of y'all was born. You just hit thirty. She just hit thirty. Damn. Yeah. Wait, she's older than you. Yeah. Holy shit, I didn't know this. Like, Why what? did I like, know this? It's like 16, 17 months, I think, when I counted it before. That's hilarious. But she was trying to freak out, like, oh, you're young, you can't talk to me. Uh, I'm like, nah. Better man. wife you, though. <laughs> For real. <laughs> <laughs> That's what's yeah, up, man. So, I did not know that shit. Yeah, it's only like a I year. I learned something now. new today. Yeah. That's what's up. Yeah. So, 
But yeah, I turned 30. I drank a lot that day. Mm-hmm. Uh, shout out to Madam EP for keeping the drinks flowing. <laughs> I didn't feel that shit till Monday. What was your favorite one you had? I don't fucking know. Or most memorable. <laughs> you don't remember <laughs> none of them? <laughs> I had like three at the movies. I had like another like four or five at the bar after. Uh-huh. Had some dope ass salmon within all that. I don't know why I had salmon, but whatever. Okay. And yeah. And I didn't feel that shit till Monday. Okay, that's the wrong day to feel it. <laughs> I didn't feel that shit till Monday at like twelve thirty-seven. Okay, so you had like another five hours before you was back home relaxing a little bit. Maybe. I don't know why it was odd ass time, like twelve thirty-seven p.m. Mm-hmm. But and you remember twelve thirty-seven? I not do. Your favorite drink that you had? No. <laughs> that's why I came back to reality. Like I'm at work and it's some bullshit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> anyway, man. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I don't want to. You know, bore the people with the crazy. But my birthday was awesome. Thank you for everybody that celebrated with me. Mm-hmm. Celebrate the entire whole month. Mm-hmm. And uh, here we back. We're about to do another lovely episode and yep. give the people what they've been, you know, DMing me and yep. cussing me out about. So mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> it's what we're getting into, man. Yeah. So, you know, it's all up to you. Yeah. You know, most recently, um, America has had two, like, shooting massacres, right? Seems like so. 30. Yeah, it's up there. And uh, uh, <laughs> it's too many to count. Give me some trigger and shit. There yeah. we go. Hopefully not. I mean, <laughs> I'm still trying to come back from all this, but go ahead. Yeah, so, you know, most recently, you know, there were like 22 people who were, were murdered in El Paso with mm. an additional 24 wounded. And then there were, next day, like not even 24 hours later, in Dayton, Ohio, there were 10 people who were murdered with an additional 27 wounded. And so... We're just here to discuss, like, from our perspectives of, like, how has, I guess you could say, gun violence has, like, affected us and our community from our perspectives. So, I mean, if anything that's triggered you, you don't have to answer it. We can go to the next. Go ahead, man. I'm going to just, I'm going to be a G, man. I'm just going to fight through this shit, man. All right. (sighs) So, it's like, the issue that I have, like, right with with America anytime this happens is that it's always about... um, Red versus blue is always, you know, Republicans versus Democrats. And it's like we pay, you know, all these people to, you know, be, be we pay them to be the government for us, right? Mm-hmm. And it's like they look at it as you can't take my guns away. That's what one side is saying. And the other side is like, give me my guns. So it's like we're basically paying, like, all of this entire government body to just, like, argue and to not come up with any solution. Um, so one of the things that I thought of as a discussion topic, do you recall any time in your life where – Gun violence may have like affected you or a friend, and like how did how did you like cope with that? So you just gonna go straight for the heart, huh? Yeah. All right, I do. Um, so first and foremost, rest in peace to um, my cousin Antoine. He was thirteen at the time. He turned thirteen the same year I did, and um, you know everybody in the hood. Some family member, one of your cousins, somebody got a gun in their house. And it's because we live in the nature we live in of just ain't shit people. Mm -hmm. Um, Whether it be, you know, from a racial standpoint to more so, like, just inner city, like, you know, disadvantages, I would call it. Where you feel like you need to get a quick buck by any means necessary. And so he found a gun. He thought the shit was cool. Him and I guess another one of our cousins was in the house. They found it, whatever. And, you know, some bullshit was like, you know, 
put a T on my mouth or something like 50 Cent did. And I was just like, that was... <sighs> and the gun went off. Mm-hmm. And killed him. Didn't even make it to the hospital. But for me, it's just more so along the lines of just triggering because, like, we legit live in a community, you know, especially in the inner cities, where we can't even... You know, there, there are some people that are, quote-unquote, inseminated to just walk the neighborhood blocks. Mm-hmm. You know, we're, we're in a current situation where gentrification is happening. Mm-hmm. So you got, you know, uh, you know, just random white people walking in their dogs every down the block now. Mm-hmm. But, like, you know, for me, you know, still where I live at, I go walk my dogs. And I remember this one time I heard gunshots go off. I'm like, dog, this is some bullshit. Mm-hmm. Keep walking the dogs. Fuck it. Let's keep <laughs> going. You know what I'm saying? But, you know, it's just. It's just unfortunate that people think that the only way to live if they're stuck in these communities is you got to, like, you got to be packing. Like, you have to keep a gun on your hip, mm-hmm. legal or illegal, whatever. So yeah. um, that's kind of my initial, like, just interaction, which is, like, violence in the communities. Yeah, I remember um, a few times in my life where... I'm going to need these Starbursts for this shit. <laughs> I remember a few times in my life where, like, gun violence has, like, made a situation or a certain time bad. So, like, I remember being in the third grade. It probably was, like, nine years old, right? And, uh, you know, if you go to, you know, your elementary school is in your neighborhood, so everybody knows each other, knows about each other, see each other, you know, on a bike or whatever. Oh, he in such and such class. So, like, I don't even know, like, how it happened, but, like, it was, like, a fourth grader was arguing with a third grader, and... You know, it was doing like the yo mama stuff or whatever, dissing each other back and forth like that. <sighs> so, so the order, so basically after school, the older kid goes and gets like his dad's gun, comes back and like kills the third grader. And um, I remember like my uncle, he stayed in the same neighborhood as like my mom, and my dad, like whatever. So he uh, he's like watching the news and he he calls my mom like, "Where's Drill at?" Because <laughs> you know he's thinking like, yeah. oh, "Where is he at?" You know, he a third grader and third graders got killed from that elementary school that he goes to. Yeah, so you thinking it's mine? Yeah, right? yeah. My so he, he calls to check in and stuff like that. My mom was like, "Turn on the news." Your uncle said, "You know, some channel four or whatever." So I'm looking at it and I'm like, "Man, who is that?" Because they went to my school. Who is that? They got murdered or whatever. Mm. But it was like I wasn't the type of kid that um like stayed in my neighborhood after school because like my dad worked second shift, so he'll pick us up, take me to my grandmother's house or whatever. So was, I wasn't even in the neighborhood at the time when it happened. So I'm watching news at, like, my grandmother's house. My mom called my grandma or whatever. And um, I, I get back to the neighborhood. But, like, Saturday, you know, your mom do her routine. I go to the store with her or whatever. So, I'm, st- I, you know, we didn't have cell phones then. You know, I don't scratch know, us. Yeah, I don't know what's happening, like, in the neighborhood. So Sunday go, we go to church. So I get to school on Monday. They're like, oh, it was such and such. You got killed. And I'm like, dang, man. So it's like I always look back at that because I remember – being in school thinking like why isn't school canceled like why is our day still going on like nothing right this is not normal yeah and it's like he's not here and like i remember with, like he was some you know play pick him up mess him up you know everybody just jumped in like he was one of those you know he just knew but i didn't necessarily hang around so it's like i remember thinking like how come every time i look back at that situation i'm like we didn't have counselors come to our school and tell us like it's going to be okay or tell us how to cope mm-hmm. or tell us about how to deal with death you know at a young age and things like that or right. They didn't tell us, like, how to deal with violence, how to avoid violence, how to talk situations out. We didn't get any of that. So right. I was like, every time I look back at that situation of how people in, like, you know, better areas 
um, better, more affluent school systems, they get, you know, those privileges and they get those things. It shouldn't even be a privilege. It should just be something that happens. You know, if somebody dies in your class, you should have counselors come to their school, yeah. police come and teach you, teach you about gun violence, things like that. We weren't afforded that because, of course, we were a Detroit public school. So I guess they felt we should be used to violence. <laughs> right. We only got to it be like that sometimes and yeah. pray about it, keep your head yeah. up. Yeah. It's just like. That's not enough. Like, yeah. what do you mean? Maybe even a, oh, this is this is just the first time I'm in any type of thing, right? So that's how. Or I they'll, they'll they'll do one of my things I hate the most. I hate when they do this shit. They'll compare it and it'll be like, but you know, it ain't like you know. In my life, I had like ten of my friends go down. I was just yeah, like, yeah. but I lost one. Like, uh-huh. stop. It's right. not a number game. Yeah, it's not a contest. Right. So each I, wound hurts. Like, yeah. period. Yeah. So, yeah. I'm sorry. No, that's cool. But I just. It's like every time the situation happens, I just always think back to that. Like, who was there for us? And like, nobody. Like, even our teachers, they were, like they didn't even acknowledge it. It's like black teachers didn't acknowledge what just happened. And it's just, like, terrible. And I remember being older. And once I got out of high school, um, one of the dudes who I, who I played basketball with, he was, like, a year older than me. Um, so he was in the eighth grade. I was in the seventh. Mm-hmm. And he ended up going to high school whatever. I went to different high schools. But I remember he got killed over his glasses on the riverfront. Um, or he was coming from the river. Cartier Frames. Yeah. God damn. So I remember, I remember that. That was like one of the like third or fourth times. But that was one that resonated as well. Where it was just like, I think that one resonated with me because I had just got out of high school. It's like I'm 18. It's like you know you kind of like free a little bit. You know every whatever you make your life is up to you. So it was like to see somebody that was like, you know I just got out of being like a child or whatnot. So to see somebody get struck down like that. It made me like look at myself like, okay, I have to do something. I can't just be out here or whatever. You know, I have to move a certain way. Yeah. Um, so even to this day, like certain stuff, like you'll never see me wear like cardiac glasses due to that. You know what I mean? Like it's a certain stuff I don't do in the city because of that. But like, you will if you go to Vegas. Yeah, bro. I was gonna say that. Remember, I, <laughs> I posted all these pictures in Vegas. I was saying him like this mug is living his best life. They weren't even Cartiers though. They was Ray Bans. But listen, it's just like certain things I don't do inside the city due to you know the violence that come from you looking a certain way yeah i mean i now obviously i'm still here so thank god for that but there were definitely situations if you even went to school in like a you know insert inner cities here public school system Mm -hmm. then you know it's just certain do's and do nots if you go to school every day for sure case in point you know just if no matter how broke your household is you always find a way to wear that it pair of gym shoes to school. Mm-hmm. Like, you, I got the J's, bro. Mm-hmm. You got the J's? Oh, you ain't shit. You ain't <laughs> no J's. And so, because you have that disparity between those who barely got it and those who just ain't got it at all, mm-hmm. the ones that ain't got it only know the only way to get it, kill and take that shit. Right. And from there, you have this disparity where now I can't even wear the stuff that my parents, or now even that I work hard to get, Mm-hmm. Because I know somebody gonna take me out for these cool grays. Right. Like you remember that shit? Yeah. It was a whole epidemic behind the cool gray, uh, Elevens. Yeah, Elevens. And I was just like, dog, like the mugs is cold. Like why you hating on my man's? Mm-hmm. Like this mm-hmm. is stupid. Mm-hmm. But and this is kind of a not related note, but it's kind of related. I remember I was in middle school, and I was the, I was still the quiet kid. I was still I was just starting to. I was like the dude with like the whack ass comebacks. <laughs> okay. Like I was not funny at all. <laughs> like just point of information. I my comeback game was terrible. And it would just be like, instead of that, I'd be like, 
really, 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 mm-hmm. that's your mama a bitch. And, like, <laughs> and then he be trying to fight. Like, I was that kid. You just took it to the wrong place. I did, because I ain't had shit else. Mm-hmm. And I remember, um, this. it didn't happen in this instant, but it was this neighborhood kid. And um, he always wanted to fight. Mm-hmm. If you looked at him the wrong way, he wanted to fight you. Yeah. you we all know somebody like that. Yeah. It was just like, you think I see you, like that Jay-Z video. Like, mm-hmm. You think I see you because I'm staring at you. And now you put it on this front, right? Mm-hmm. And so basically, we in the middle of of all classes, Spanish class, and this mug was like, say something else, do something else. I'm saying like, dog, like it's mm-hmm. not that serious. Like, mm-hmm. I'm just trying to remember the difference between yes and no in Spanish. Like this, <laughs> it's not really a thing. And so he tried to, you know, he's like, I'll beat anybody, else. I'll beat your ass. I was like, all right, well, you, you'll try. <laughs> That's one thing about me. Like, I knew I didn't have anybody, mm-hmm. so I knew that I couldn't just always be nice. I knew I had to fight. Okay. And if my dad always taught me, if somebody hits you, sock them. Mm-hmm. And what ultimately that means, knock them the hell out mm-hmm. if somebody touches you. Right. And I remember he got out of his chair. He's hit me in the back of the head. I still remember. It was boop, 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 boop. And I got up. Like I flipped the table. Mm-hmm. I, like, legit, like, gave him one punch, and I just start choking the shit out of him. <laughs> and he got suspended for a month. I got suspended for, like, three days. Okay. And I was like, I can't believe him. I hate him. Blah, 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 blah. Mm-hmm. I couldn't stand this nigga. Mm-hmm. And, like, moving forward, I remember that after that all happened, I think it was, like, somewhere in high school, he was with some people. Her day was, you know, drinking, smoking, whatever. And, mm-hmm. You know, we're, like, 14, 15, what are you doing? Mm-hmm. And he was playing Russian roulette. Mm-hmm. And, you know, gun went off. Killed mm-hmm. him. Mm-hmm. And one end, I was just like, the childhood in me was like, that's what you get. You shouldn't have fought me, you little bitch. Mm-hmm. But on the other end, it's just like another black man gone. Right. Just because it's just being around that type of environment, type of like just violent environment. And it's mm-hmm. just like, <sighs> it's just triggering to even think about that shit. Okay. But at the same time, it's just like, I don't know, even current day, like, how do we even shift that narrative yeah. to, like, instead of... And I think we're kind of doing it a little bit now in our culture. Okay. But, like, how do we stop being so envious of what each other has? Okay. Like, our possessions and stuff. Like, mm-hmm. it's not about the J's you got on. Like, I got on flip-flops today because... It's not necessarily because of where I'm at, but it's, like, I'm comfortable wearing these shits, and I don't feel like trying to squeeze on these, Le- these LeBrons. For real. <laughs> like, <laughs> period. Uh-huh. So... I don't know, like, how do you even think we kind of shift that narrative just in, like, our community? Because let's be fair. Like, other races, especially white people, Mm -hmm. just when Mm -hmm. it comes to black and white relations, they just ain't shit. I'm just going to call it for what it is. Right. Um, It's not in their backyard, so it don't matter. Right. And, I mean, there are some people that are absolutely amazing. Like, I got, you know, I got friends that just don't look like us that are absolutely amazing. Mm -hmm. But for the majority of some of these racial relations, it's just like... You know, when it comes to guns in the neighborhoods, mm-hmm. you know, in our hoods, it's just mm-hmm. like, oh, well, it's just black people killing black people, whatever. It's not a big deal in the news. Right. But when it happens, white and black, and it's like, oh, my God, it's so terrible. Mm-hmm. It's just like, are you fucking kidding me? Like, <laughs> people are dying regardless. Like, right. there's no difference. Mm-hmm. So, like, how do we even kind of shift that narrative of, like, you know, going from, you know, especially within our culture? Like, how do we shift that narrative of, like, you know, he got the J's, get him. We got the A's, kill him. To like, hey, yo, that's how I did it. You should get it. 
trying to think of the Tupac line that fit that off of Changes. I can't even think of it, though. You got to rap the whole song, though. <laughs> you got to rap the whole song. <laughs> That's it. Uh, um, I can't think of the line, though. But basically, like, to, to summarize it, he's saying, like, if I see another black man as my brother, then there's no way I should be able to harm him. Mm. So I think we got to get to a point where we learn to see that all of us are a part of just, like, a bigger family. You know, if I see, if I see like, a, another, like, you know, another black person walking down the street, like, you know, it's this thing where, like, at least in our city, I, I'm assuming it's like this in every urban environment, though. But it's like, I should be able to give you the head nod, even though you don't know me and I don't know you. It's like, we look alike, we familiar, you know, we all stuck here, so give me the head nod back, you know, let me know. Like, I feel like we need to get to that point where it shouldn't matter, like, you know, Detroit, they got the east side, west side stuff, or, like, Cali, they got Bloods and Crips. Yeah. It's like, it, should, it shouldn't matter. I don't think it's, it's the matter. same, though. <laughs> For like the Bloods and Crips versus the East Side and oh, West yeah, Side, it's, it's not. It's definitely not that bad. <laughs> but I'm just saying though, like, like, um, you know, it's a sense of division though, right? Yeah. So it's like it shouldn't be that way. Like it, sh- it should be fun, like a point of just like you know laughter or whatever. Like but, you on Facebook, right? But it should never come to a point where oh it's like, gosh. oh, you really from that side? Don't come over here. Like it should like, never get to that point. We, if anybody just reads your Facebook status, they just know you from the East Side. Like, <laughs> let's just put it out there. Yeah. That's that's on purpose too. <laughs> I know it is. I didn't. I didn't really. Start, I didn't really start getting like that until I actually started like going to the west side to visit uh, Gabrielle when I was dating her. I saw their differences. I don't even know point. what that conversation was about, <laughs> but it, it stemmed. It stemmed from I told her this like August fifth was like the fifth. No, I started dating her twenty thirteen, so it was the sixth year of me and her. I was actually like courting or whatever, and then the night of like August fifth, I'm sitting on on Stout. I'm gonna say a street name. I'm sitting on Stout, which is like close to Brightmore. Mm-hmm. And somebody shoots out my windows while I'm sitting in the car. Oh, you really don't fuck with the West Side. Yeah. And I it's like, it's okay, like that, that, makes that sense changed now. me. That changed me. I'm like, okay. And it's like, I check myself, like, oh, I'm not hit or whatever. So I get out the car and then it was, I still remember, it was a black rendezvous. And I'm looking up the street, like, why? And it's like, I, I thought about like how brave I was at that point. Like, I'm standing in the middle of the street. <laughs> a black car speeding down the street. But like, that's, that's another topic, though. But that's where yeah. it really like, like, I already didn't like being over there, everything. That's when I was just like, all right, I really don't like it over here. You know, it's funny is I have my West Side story too. Okay. No pun on West Side story. Uh huh. But I was working for the city of Detroit, ironic. And um, I was working at the, for the, what's that? The Junior Police Cadet Program, you know, okay. bright yellow shirts you see everywhere over the summer. Oh, yeah. Shout out to the little kids out here getting money. I was <laughs> with y'all one day. I was y'all back in my time. But, um, it was payday, so every payday, we had to go to Northwestern High School to pick mm-hmm. up our checks. Okay. And I remember going to pick up my check. It was, like, around my birthday, mm-hmm. um, and I just got my favorite pair of Jordans, the all-black tens. The muzzle was fire. Okay. Up to this day, yeah. I want another pair. MJ, please make it happen. <laughs> I don't rock with you that much, but if you come out with those again, I'm on it. Anyway, and it better not be no 190, because that's stupid. <laughs> anyway... <laughs> Um, but I'm going to the gas station, I'm get, getting ready to go on the bus, and this dude runs up on a bike and a gun. Mm-hmm. To this day, I think it was a fake gun. I don't know, mm-hmm. but it was the first time, well, probably the second time I've seen, like, a gun paraphernalia in my face like that, so I'm like, uh, what the fuck's going on? Mm-hmm. And so, he pulls up on a bike, and he goes, Ayo, my mans, can I use your phone? I'm like... This is the days of Boost Mobile. Okay. Not Boost Mobile. It's basically like, yeah, 
Boost Mobile, we had a minute phone. I was like, I don't, I ain't got no minutes. Like, mm-hmm. I just got my checks. I'll get my minutes. Like, mm-hmm. fuck. <laughs> it's like, I said, can I use your phone? And he cocks the gun. And I'm like, fuck. Here you go. Mm-hmm. Take the phone. And if you want to try to call somebody, you're going to be mad. Right, right, right. <laughs> you know, big mad talking shit, right? right. And I think that's, yeah, anyway. Uh-huh. But so I'm thinking, like, well, if I'm just pace myself to go back to the school, mm-hmm. the police is there. I can mm-hmm. go tell the police what the fuck happened. Mm-hmm. And he pulled back up on his bike and like, you better not go fucking tell the police. Mm-hmm. Walked the other way, little nigga. Mm-hmm. I'm just like, here we go, niggas. Yeah. So I stood there looking stupid as shit. Mm-hmm. And, you know, my friend comes back like, what the, are you okay? I was like, I mean, I ain't got no phone. Don't try to call me. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And, uh, but I'm thankful, and this is probably the light part of the story, that I still <laughs> have my life, and uh-huh. I still had my J's. Uh-huh. So I guess I made it out okay. <laughs> but <laughs> praise and thank you, God. But um, it's just, again, it's just one of those scenarios where it's just like, it's like the have versus the have nots. Mm-hmm. And it really pissed me off because I got to deal with the fact that you broke and ain't got no money. Mm-hmm. Why well, I got to deal with that? Right. I'm... 15 at the time. Okay. Damn, that was 15 years ago. I'm 15 at the time. <laughs> I don't care that you ain't got no money. That's your fault. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, I get up every single day, go to this nursing home, help these senior citizens, mm-hmm. punch in, punch out, and come every other Friday to come pick up my paycheck. Mm-hmm. Why can't you do something? Mm-hmm. Get up, get out, and get something, my nigga. Like, right, right. please. <laughs> but, you know, but I think on the kind of a transition note because I don't want to keep harping on these crazy stories because I'm pretty sure me and you can go fuck another five hours and talk about just our experiences just growing up black Mm -hmm. especially as black men Mm -hmm. but um this summer I had the opportunity to like have my first round of interns Mm -hmm. um where I work at and one of them was a young kid that just graduated high school okay um actually went to Osborne so shout out to Mm-hmm. All my fellow Osborne alum, if you will. Mm-hmm. And it was a cross between I want to do, do something different with my life instead of be wrapped up in the streets. Okay. And my education sucked. Mm-hmm. So I was like, I know you can't help me for the stuff I need done, this project I have for you. But I don't want to leave another black boy hanging. Right. As I can possibly be like a male influence in his life. Mm-hmm. Um. And so it's like, I'm going to just show you different stuff. Mm-hmm. I I can't give you this project. I give you some of it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But I'm more so, I want to prepare you to apply for a job here. Okay. And um, the first thing he told me was like, you know, mom, he was like, I don't want to go to college because that ain't for me. I think I want to go to the Marines or something, go to the Army or something, because I feel like I can... Do something different with my life. I'm tired of being in the streets. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, damn. Like, these are one of those little boys I be talking about. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And so, then he started talking about, like, you know, his mom's crazy and all this other stuff. And I used to drink and smoke. And I'm sitting here like, you are barely even 18. Right. Like, what do you mean you drink and smoke? That's this is crazy. crazy. But as I got to know him, we started to just have conversations about stuff like that. And, you know... Just kind of breaking down those narratives of, like, you know, what it means to be a man. Okay. You know, growing up in the city and all that. And he was just like, you know, 
I think yeah, his last day was like the other day, and he was like, you know, I I really appreciate you because you know I had fun, we mm-hmm. got to talk, we got to kick it, mm-hmm. all that stuff like that, and I was just like, I think is what you said, like we just got to get to a space where we just show love, mm-hmm. and that's it, mm-hmm. like. Yes, there are some disparities in neighborhoods, family incomes, and yeah. middle class, low class, whatever, mm-hmm. or even like uh, I don't know, like the haves versus have nots, whatever. And the education system just maybe is what it is. Yep. But we all can do something in this society. Mm-hmm. Um, everybody can't be a doctor, lawyer, engineer, right. et cetera. Mm-hmm. But we can invest in skill trades. Mm-hmm. You know, so. You know, that's, I just think we need more of that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. That's how I would do that. That's mm-hmm. how I would say. Okay. Yeah. I like that. To uh, switch gears a little bit, um, like the next discussion topic I You had. better not make me cry. I'm going to fight you. No, nah, so this one, <laughs> this one is, this one is more, more thought than, than uh, emotional, I guess I would say. Okay. But, you know, I wrote down here, I said, they have this new narrative now that I've seen like on Fox News or something where... Basically, the gunman in Dayton was 24 years old, right? And then mm-hmm. the gunman in El Paso was 21, I believe. And they're saying that these two dudes were not fully developed mentally as young men, and that's played into the part of them carrying out, like, these acts, right? Mm-hmm. So, like, what's your take on that, of them trying to say, like, hey, this is not a fully developed man yet, even though he's 24 and 21, compared to when Mike Brown was shot down, and he's 18, and he had Tamar Rice, who was 12, but they see them as grown men. So, okay, maybe I'm a little slow today because okay. it's been a minute. Okay. But are you saying that it was race dependent, basically? They're trying to say that uh, the person in El Paso and the person in Dayton who were like 21 years old, 24 years old, they weren't fully developed mentally yet. They're trying to use this narrative where. Oh, they had fully developed mentally. Right. They're trying to say that they don't have the same thought process as an adult yet. Even though we see that they're 24 and 21. I don't think they know what it means to be an adult, then. You mean CNN and, and Fox News you're talking about then, right? I mean, the people that work for them. Okay. You can blame the whole network. I don't yeah, care. Yeah. But, I'll blame the whole network. Um, because I'm 30, and I don't think I'm fully developed mentally yet. Okay. You know what I'm saying? None of, nobody is fully developed mentally. That doesn't, to me, that's not even a sound statement. But in comparison to, you know, in previous times where you got, like, these black boys being killed, though, and they're, they're um, convicting them as, like, men... And they're 12 and 18 and in their teenage years. And they're, you know, calling them thugs and this and that. And then with that narrative of them saying that, you know, these two guys who carried out these acts in El Paso and Dayton, they're saying, like, oh, he's 21 and 24. And then I saw something else where they said to add to them not being fully developed mentally yet, there's also um, an issue with them not having fathers. There's this whole article about white fathers being absent. Get creates. The fuck. <laughs> Did you see that? Or Boy. You haven't seen that yet? I have not seen that part, but I... I have enough experience to know, like, that's the dumbest shit I've ever heard in my life. Exactly. Like, <laughs> so. Break it down for us. I don't know, man. <laughs> I don't know if I'm the most credible, but I'll try. Yeah. So, there is a difference, right? There's a difference between somebody that grew up in a two-parent household versus a single-parent household. Okay. And even that single parent being a father or a mother. Mm-hmm. I get it. it. There is a difference. And that's going to be wherever you go. Okay. Like, the difference is you're covering up the fact that they were white, mm-hmm. and you're covering the and blatantly explain the fact that the other ones were black. Right. 
Like, let's just call it what it is. Okay. Like, I don't know. It's like a genocide type thing, I think. I swear to God, man. Like, okay. Because we, you know, it. they tried to make Trayvon Martin to be like, you know, just this horrible kid, mm-hmm. you know, that was always doing bad stuff, blah, mm-hmm. blah, 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 blah. Mm-hmm. You know, he was a thief. He was having a third. He did drugs. It was just like nobody's talking about these pictures and images. Right. Of this young man with like a graduation cap on and, mm-hmm. you know, making plans for college and all this other stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Nobody talks about that part of it. Right. Like, you know, you're, you you want to paint the narrative based on who these kids are, who these people are, and where they're from yeah. or what they look like. That's really what it is. And if they cannot, if they don't identify with them, mm-hmm. then they paint a false picture. Right. So, on the contrary, and I don't know what this is about yet because I haven't had time to fully dig into it, okay. but I seem like it was something on, I think it was CNN where they have a cast of like four different black people now. Okay. And they're just talking about current day issues and things of that nature. And I'm just like, I guarantee if they ran that story, the narratives would be different. Okay. The conversation would be different. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know. Certain yeah. people just irritate my soul, and that's just an example of it. Yeah. That's a part of why I don't watch the news. Cause... I do not watch the news. <clears throat> yeah. I try my best to not watch the news. Mm-hmm. Certain things I will watch, but for, like, issues like this, like, like trigger us because it affects, like, mm-hmm. how they view us. Like, I don't pay attention to those, like, news reports or anything like that. Ooh, child. But, for instance, like, this week when they had, like, the whole Epstein thing, like, I tried to watch that a little bit because that was completely, like, over my head. I had, like, no inf- like previous information about any of that. Mm-hmm. I don't know how I missed that. Maybe I was like out of town or just sleeping or something. I don't know. But that was something that caught me. But um, I guess like another thought that I had was, how do you think America will ever get over the uh, the gun violence, like shooting massacre events that we keep continue to like have? How we get over it? Yeah. Do you think we even can? Do you think well, it ever stop? I don't think stop? we'll get over it. Do you think it'll ever stop? I guess I should say. It starts with leadership. It starts with a true plan to get rid of this whole gun control nonsense. Mm-hmm. Like, instead of debating about it back and forth, just do it. Right. Like, you see what's happening. These Starbucks do good. I'm sorry. I hear you. I hear you. It's, <laughs> <right>. <laughs> it's the favorite pack, too. All pink. <laughs> no, it's favorite. So, all okay. different shades of like red and pink. Okay. These most is fire. You want some? Get yeah, you some. I'm going to take some. There you go. You better than. Uh, Appreciate it. Yeah. I'm going I'm to. Thank you. Well, I'll give you more later. Anyway. That's cool. But no, like, I think it's truly having a real discussion about and planning actions to what we do mm-hmm. about these gun control laws. Yeah. Because some of them are completely trash. Mm-hmm. Like, they talk about them, they talk about we have them, but we don't exercise them. Okay. Also, I think that it's funny they cover these narratives more that it happened in locations such as Dayton, Ohio, and El Paso, Texas. Mm-hmm. I mean... I don't know what the black population is in some of these locations, but I do know these are majority red states. So at the end of the day, (laughs) take it for what it's worth. We ain't hearing about what's happening in the blue states or in the urban cities within these red states. So let's just call it for what it is, right? Okay. So, and we're in the middle of uh, gearing up for election season. Yeah. So... You know how that goes. Mm-hmm. Everybody's going to talk a good game for the next, like, you know, 12 to 15 months. Right. And then after that, it's all said and done. 
depending on who wins, please God don't let it be that Oompa Loompa in his little office right now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I think it all depends on that. It's mm-hmm. a function of who gets controlled. Okay. Because apparently, right now, the most important thing right now is building the wall, which I think they've <laughs> actually started that by now. So you know, that's mm-hmm. the biggest priority. Mm-hmm. And then who don't like who on Twitter and all this other bullshit. So. I think it's funny how you uh, brought, uh, you said the Oompa Loompa into the uh, <laughs> the conversation. One, one thing that I saw on the internet, it was like a meme or something, but it says like, you know, and all every time something like this happens, they always try to blame like rap music, video games, like all this entertainment stuff that they try to say perpetuates violence in America, right? Mm-hmm. And so someone made a meme that says like, you keep saying that um, these shooters are, are are influenced by rap music, but it says like they're quoting the president of the U.S. on all of their Facebook posts, and not like everyone's like top rapper. That's so they're it. saying like, how do you even try to use this argument that rap music and rock and roll, whatever, may be influencing these people? I'll say this: I think this is pretty much an accurate statement. The only thing, the only reason I am appreciative of. That one guy's term as president Mm -hmm. is because I don't have to search for racism anymore. Right. It's uh, overt now, right? It's going to smack you in the face every single day as a black person, especially. Right. Um, As a person of color in this country, you're going to see Mm -hmm. blatant examples of complete ignorance, bigotry, and racism every single day. Mm -hmm. Because it's, quote unquote, allowed. Mm Mm-hmm. Now, there are some instances in which you got people that's like, I'm not here for the shits. Uh-huh. Um, like, you know, Angela Rye or Amanda Seals or, you know, dope people like that. But uh-huh. at the same time of day, like, we're thankful for that because uh-huh. we don't have to move, you know, in a, in a, with grass full of snakes, whatever. Right. Now, just like, ah, gotcha, bitch, I'm right yeah, here. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's like, all right. Cool. I got it. Cool. Mm -hmm. I don't have to wonder anymore, right? So, Mm -hmm. it's it's definitely a it's a it's a cultural shift that's needed, I think. But um, it's also funny that every time somebody doesn't agree with how the way the world's moving, we blame the president. (laughs) But at the same time, presidents do, with their presence, even have a ability to shift the culture they do mm-hmm. like we had a whole hip-hop summit at the white house when obama was president mm-hmm. and now a person of hip-hop culture do not want to step in the white house right or yeah, mm-hmm. like you say hip-hop culture so that includes like even like the sports teams that are winning yeah they're like i'll pass just give me my my super bowl ring just give me my nba championship ring like that yeah exactly it's it's rather interesting because again it's different but you know it's funny because the president, the presidents that's in office, you know, are you know, there's typically there's synergy with hip hop culture, right? Yeah. So, back to your point, when you talk about blaming hip hop, et cetera, et cetera, it's like no, blame people you put in office because that changes the music of the hip hop, right? <laughs> right, I'm saying for sure. So let's have that conversation, right? Mm-hmm. So, it's it's just funny how our presidents that assume the role of president mm-hmm. and the way the culture sees them, you no. Know, Black culture, the culture that kind of runs the world. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> it's just funny how that shifts the waves. The presidents that sit in these in the seat kind of shifts the ways of the culture, mm-hmm. which kind of shifts the ways of the country. Because, I mean, right now, 
if you tell Big Sean to go to the White House, I'm like, man, you out of your goddamn mind. <laughs> <laughs> and we like, yeah, what he said. <laughs> and it's just like, oh, blah, 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 blah. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, I just think it's different. I think it hits different depending on who, is, who gets the who gets the Oval Office. So we'll, we'll see what happens in 2020. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't I break the narrative, and I don't think Kanye West is going to do anything. But, <laughs> you know, I also didn't think Donald Trump would run for president. So. Yeah. I uh, I was listening to, uh, what was it, Hand of the Dead Body, Scarface mm-hmm. track. I was on my way over here. and Because uh, that question was in my head. Oh, that's what like, took you so long? No, nah, that wasn't. <laughs> don't do that. I was here on time. <laughs> But uh, early, <laughs> you don't do me like that. Proceed, bro. <laughs> no, it was it was one part of the song where he was describing um, what was the lyric? He said uh, he was like, let's peep the game from a different angle. Matt Dillon pulled his pistol every time him and someone tangled, and it's like it was his way of saying like you have this because back in the sixties, it was a TV show called Matt Dillon, Marshall Dillon, whatever, Gunsmoke, mm-hmm. and it's like I, I watched that show with my mom a lot because she grew up on that show, so I was. I grew up watching it sometimes with her, and it's like for sure every episode there's at least like three shootouts. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and this yeah. show was like in the '60s and the '70s, and um, you know back then you only had what four channels? Yeah, two, four, sixty-two, fifty, whatever. I don't know. I want two, back four, then. seven. Okay, something else. Well, but then I think that was before my time. Yeah, me too. So I'm gonna shut my ass up. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, I don't think Fox was invented. I think Fox came out in the '80s, so it might have been NBC, ABC, CBS. That's Fair. what I'm thinking. But, yeah, so I know that show came on CBS, and it's like, okay, you got three channels, and this is what's being projected into every American home, whatever day it came on, uh, for 30 minutes. And that show lasted for at least, like, 15, 16 seasons. But thank God they had Soul Train. Exactly. Yeah. Because <laughs> you needed something, right? Yeah. Boom. And um, <laughs> But I, I was listening to that song a lot. Like, that song is very, I feel like if you listen to it and play it today, it's still just as powerful as when it dropped in 94. Which is like the diary is one of my favorite Scarface albums, and mm. I know you've been seeing the list that people have been making about like hip hop, like the top fifty rappers. Yeah, I couldn't fight myself to do one though. Yeah, yeah. I know you was mad at me about what I had said. I didn't say that they didn't deserve to be in the top fifty. I just said top ten. But that's another story. So, <laughs> didn't you say J Cole shouldn't be in the top ten? I did. Fuck you, dog. <laughs> Don't get me started. We are not going to do this today. <laughs> we're not going to do this. We're yeah. going to settle this for we're going to settle this on another episode. For sure. That's what we're going to do. Um <laughs> but this is why songs like What's Going On by Marvin Gaye are important. Mm-hmm. Um I think that's probably the most accurate still relevant song that talks about our culture today. Mm-hmm. You know, what's really going on? Like mm-hmm. you know, it's all in the lyrics. Mm-hmm. It's like brother brother brother. So mm-hmm. many of you dying. Right. And that's really where we are today. It's like, why is this shit still happening? Mm-hmm. Like, Marvin Gaye came out with this song, like, infinity ago. You know <laughs> what I'm saying? So, you know, then you had changes in, like, the late 90s, early 2000s. Yeah. And it's just like, dog, mm-hmm. nothing's changing. Yeah. It's all just a continuous cycle. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But one of the lyrics I'm literally thankful for is from J. Cole, your favorite not Tom 10 rapper, <laughs> Cherk. It was talking about his experience of when they went to the White House to okay. have a conversation with, with the president. Okay. And, um, you know, and I forget the exact lyrics, but he was talking about, you know, like, you know, it's so many of us dying. Like, president, why aren't you doing something? Mm-hmm. Like, why aren't you making an exact change? Like, why aren't you directly 
solving these issues in the black community. Mm -hmm. And one of the things you you know that came out of it was like, you know, change is slow, always has been, always will be. Okay. You know, and it was just like, you know what? I think our role right now, just to, just even me, from me and you to black men to black culture in general, mm-hmm. I think that one of our main objectives current day moving forward is and shall be, you know, just making the world a better place for what we can right now and mm-hmm. leaving it better for our kids before they even get here. Right. So that we leave them a somewhat more decent place. Mm-hmm. We aren't going to solve everything, you know what I'm saying, mm-hmm. just by fighting act, acting now. But we are going to have some type of influence mm-hmm. in helping shift the culture so they're moving that forward. Mm-hmm. How do you carry that momentum? That's a whole other discussion that, yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying, I think yeah. we could spend all day on. But yeah. I think we got to take it piece by piece, shape by shape. When you say momentum, you're talking about how how do we get to that place of we made it just a little bit better. And then how do we hand it off to the next generation so that they can keep handing it off? I think you just... need generational smart goals. Right. I think that's where it starts. Mm-hmm. Generational smart goals. And you think about those specific things that you can measure over time, mm-hmm. um, something you can actually obtain, mm-hmm. and something that's legit realistic, right. and you set a deadline. You know what I'm saying? I think mm-hmm. that's where we start. Mm-hmm. Like, I think it'd be really dope for us to have, like, a man, a man up summit. I've seen it happen in another state. Okay. And I'm like, well, how can we do that in Detroit? That'd be dope. Like a man, like a man up summit. I know they mm-hmm. do some similar things, mm-hmm. but, like, I think we need to recreate that and be like, hey, listen. How can we support one another? How can we do this? Okay. So I think that's going to be our homework, though. Yeah. Sure. So if you are, you know, overall just a man, you know what I'm saying, growing in the city of Detroit, I legit see if we can put together something like some type of Man Up Summit mm-hmm. where we all come together as men and just talk about the different issues and things we face in the society. Mm-hmm. And how can we shift the culture? That'd be dope. Yeah. yeah. I think that'd be legit. We're going to get there. Yeah. I think I know, like, at least, like, I think between me and you, we know like a good like twenty people. Yeah, probably more. You mean as far as I mean mutually? To... <laughs> okay, twenty people mutually. From what perspective though? You talking about as far as like being able to like lead like uh, just had those discussions. discussions. Okay, yeah, for sure. You know what I'm saying? I don't know no Martin Luther King Juniors out here in these streets, but I'm pretty sure that like between us people in this room, mm-hmm. even inside of the city, like I'm saying, like all right, how how can we? Mm-hmm. <laughs> How can we bring East Side and West Side together? Yeah. <laughs> I know that's gonna, I know that's gonna hurt you, Jarrell. No, but won't. we must no. do it. You, need, know, we, you sure? We need that unity because you might need to, you know, nah. throw some bad Southfield jokes out at, there. At, you know, at the end of the day, it's it's all love. Yeah, it is all love. We ain't harming each other. Nah, yeah, it's just jokes. We just two East Side people that started the podcast. Yeah, yeah, it's fun. <laughs> I love the West Side. Man. My grandma lived on the West Side, so that's yeah. Fine. Shout out to the West Side. Y'all yeah. cool. Yeah, I kind of live on the West Side actually. Okay. So let me shut my ass up. <laughs> I, well, got, anyway. I got my hair cut on Dexter and Joy Road before. Come on. Like, I, 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 that, that pass should still be valid. How many times? It was probably like four or five times. Exactly. You're yeah. almost like 30 anyway. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but that's anyway. True. Uh man. So yeah, I think that's I think that's some good homework to mm-hmm. to leave ourselves on. Mm-hmm. You know. But all in all, I think a good key takeaway is, you know, just show love, man. Like mm-hmm. you never know what that other black man's going through mm-hmm. you know black people in general but especially for my fellas like right. we go through stuff mm-hmm. we have to deal with the whole be a man mentality that whole man up mentality mm-hmm. and it's such trash that you know one of my good friends his father just passed okay. like i think last night even mm-hmm. and so i called him this morning 
and I didn't want to be like, sorry for your loss off rip. Mm-hmm. I'm like, yo, bro, how you doing? Mm-hmm. I really just want to hear your voice. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Like, I want to let you know that I know what you're going through, mm-hmm. but I'm here. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? It wasn't like, I'm sorry for your loss, my condolences, none of that stuff, because you're going to see that all over the Facebook over the next two, three weeks, and that's not where right. we need to be at, focusing right. on sadness. Mm-hmm. But, like, we need you to focus on, like, you're lifted. Because mm-hmm. you're going to have a moment where you're by yourself. For sure. And you got to struggle whatever internally that you're going through, mm-hmm. whether somebody passes or not. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, you got to know that you have community around you. Mm-hmm. And that's what happened when my father passed. I legit had some of my closest male, like, you know, friends just come through and, like, we just came to kick it. Mm-hmm. It's just like, y'all just not going to be like, <laughs> my condolences, nothing? Like, no. Mm-hmm. We know you sad right now. Yeah. I get it. Uh-huh. But we're here to show you that we're still here for you regardless of right. what you go through. Uh-huh. You may be happy to go through something. You're going to cry about it, but we're just here for you. Yeah. I was like, damn, that's that's crazy. I like that. You know what I'm saying? Uh-huh. Yeah. So with all that being said, we just got to do a better job of lifting each other up, telling somebody you love them, and mm-hmm. just keep it moving. Mm-hmm. Don't let the hug just be that five-second like handshake. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Just yeah. get that man a hug. It's all good. Mm-hmm. So, yep. yeah, that's what I got. Got, that was your last That's final say. Yeah, all man. Right. That was my final say. I ain't got shit else. Yeah, I think I think I'm. I got one more announcement. I know that we said go for it. Going forward, we're gonna start spotlighting uh, like black men in the community and just beep, like beep, around beep, the world. Beep. So we're gonna start that real soon this week. Legit. Um, we're gonna start making those posts and start making those announcements on the podcast. Fair. So any black man in the city that I'm following on social media, you most likely I'll probably like hop in the DMs, get your phone number, ask you some questions. Get a post spotlight you. So that's legit. We'll be coming for you. Oh yeah, definitely yeah, for sure. So yeah, I think that's a good place to wrap up. Mm-hmm. So again, thank you all for listening. That is number thirty-two. Thirty-two. Shout out to Rip. Mm-hmm. Not anybody else. <laughs> um, <laughs> so make sure you follow us on all social media platforms: Facebook, Instagrams, the Twitters of the world, all over the interwebs at mentalmatterspod.com. Our website's live. Check us out on iHeartRadio and all those other podcasting things. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, we love y'all. Stay up. And Jarrell owe me jerk chicken. That's yeah. what we going to Enjoy the last, what, couple of weeks of August. Dog, Kids summer. Kids start going back to school. Summer's almost over, but yeah. we'll talk about yeah. some other. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Get your merch. By the way, sure. merch is available. I forgot about that. <laughs> I did too. <laughs> I actually just like I got the order in my cart right now, but mm-hmm. you know, fall is coming. Get your sweaters, get your hoodies. It's about to be cold as hell because mm-hmm. we know how Michigan do. Best time of year. <sighs> I think you're lying. You don't like the apple orchard trips? I'm getting me some hard cider. Anyway, <laughs> with that being said, love y'all, stay up, and we out.